game. Blouses. Gallon Chuck. Disaster. Uh, forget it. Disaster. Well, I mean, I'm no doctor. We now join America's most popular show already in progress. Everybody loves Mitch and Sean. You guys are the greatest duo. Fantastic. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. And welcome into another edition of the Post Game Pines podcast. I'm Sean Campbell. He's Mitch Gallo. Glad you could join us for another edition brought to you by LaBrosse Brewery. Check them out, labrosse.ca. Oh, man, they got some big things coming. It's their birthday. They're turning four uh, very, very soon. It's probably by the time you're watching this, it's four already. They've got some big stuff. Alex and the whole crew, they're always thinking of something new, like the idea of the Campbell play-by-play IPA and the Angry Gallo Ale. Well, you can go and buy some more if you want. Yeah, that's right. Oop, I got the Campbell play-by-play. Gallo, you got the Angry Gallo Ale. I know that you're excited to go celebrate uh, their fourth birthday because it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Those guys are, 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 are primed and ready for the spring. That You know what? I know it's February, but it's almost here. Yeah, man. So, uh, so excited for everything that's going to uh, follow in, in the next uh, couple months. And uh, congrats uh, to LeBros on, uh, yes. on four years. And, uh, you know, we only got to know them recently, Sean, uh, but it's been a great relationship uh, so far. So I'm, I'm hoping we can be part of the next uh, four years, at least with them. And uh, congrats to LeBros. Once again, I'm enjoying one of my angry Galileos, as it's not late night tonight for me. So I can afford yeah. to have a little coffee in my beer yeah you know what and I, it's funny because you said the relationship is new but i also like feel like a family and i know that everybody that works there and that that is there and we've we've had Catherine on we've had dan on the podcast and and we talked to alex i mean the communication is ongoing and i do feel like family with that group and and it's funny because alex sent us a challenge mitch he sent us a challenge now alex is a pretty good hockey player this guy got paid to play and he took a whole bunch of uh, lebron's uh, uh, beer, put him on the ice, took a puck, and he kind of did his old Patrick Kane imp- impersonation for a good 60 seconds uh, going in a- a- and outside the cans. And he's challenged you and I uh, to this uh, to this little bit. We're going to have to put that up, uh, Dave. I hope you're listening. We've got to put that up on the Post Game Pints uh, YouTube page, what Alex was able to do. It was outstanding. But he's put a challenge out to you and I. Yeah, well, um, I have to say uh, I'm, I'm willing to accept his challenge uh my hockey mitts are are not as uh, good as his clearly um <laughs> no. the uh, the way in which i place the beers is probably gonna have to be simplified and not as uh, complicated as his two was. two beers yes i will go between two beers uh, over <laughs> and over for 60 seconds without moving I, what, my feet how many did he have like 15 out there there was a lot there was and a he, lot. Was, he was skating in them too i was like oh my god don't spill the beer 
I'm like, I'm going to keep it uh, very, very simple. Or maybe yeah. even try to come up with another trick. You know what I'm yeah. going to do, Sean? Uh, and you know my shot. Uh, well, what did what do you call it? It's, it's sneaky quick. No, but you had a what? What, what were they calling a Mete shot at one point? Oh, like a flutterball. Uh, flutterball wasn't the word. What's the word I'm looking for? Now it's going to bother me. Are you trying to make me trying to remember how I insulted Victor Mete's shot? Yeah, well, no, but it's. A, I think it's a hockey term. I think it's a hockey term. Uh, and now it's just, it's escaping me. Um, but I'm thinking, I'm going to take a video. I'm going to place a lacrosse beer on top of a net and just video myself taking shots until I can hit it off the top and knock it off for an explosion. And I think <laughs> I that hope, would be a I cool hope you video. have enough. I hope you have enough pucks. <laughs> it might take a while. Yeah, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to make sure it's an anger gallo oh, ale. And by the way, the yeah. word I was looking for, muffin. <laughs> yes. Oh, now I'm hungry. Speaking of muffins, our next guest. Uh, that, that was, I don't know. I just, but anyways, uh, our next guest, really uh, looking forward to bringing him here on the Post Game Pints podcast. We've been talking about this for a while. I know that we've been bringing a lot of people that cover the, uh, the Montreal Canadiens and the sports scene and reporters and people on. on but uh, how about just someone that's just in Montreal that absolutely loves the game of hockey? And he absolutely uh, wants to be, uh, you know, part of the podcast. We're looking forward to bringing him on. He's uh, not only a friend of the show, he's just a friend. Comedian Joey Elias, a.k.a. Ali G. How are you doing, Joey? Good. Thanks. Thanks for pointing that out. That's excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't realize I looked like that until the camera came on. That's great. Uh, I like starting off the show looking like a douche. You uh you you going skiing? No, why? Oh, just the, the goggles and I don't know. It's not goggles, man. It's listen. I can't see. I'm old now, right? And you're on a uh, you're not on the biggest screen. You know, I can see that the uh, you know I can see your tat plenty well, and the fact that <laughs> you look like you're waiting to be drafted in the 1992 NHL draft. That's a nice <laughs> mullet, and also. <laughs> You haven't gotten sponsorship yet for the the hat, which is sad. Yeah, and it, it is sad. Who was who? Campbell, pop yeah. quiz right now. Who was drafted number one in the '92 draft? In the '92 draft? Yeah. '92. I think Dave uh, is going to have to do us some uh, some research here. So '92, '93 was. Uh, 92 was the Falloon draft? No, well, 92 was the... You remember it as the Falloon draft when Lindros went one? Was it? No, no. Sorry, that's 91 because Lindros was 91. Okay, that's the Falloon draft. So Falloon was 91. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was Alexander Daigle. Uh, That would have been... I think that was 95. No, because they they came in at 92, 93. Alexander Daigle. I'm going to go... Alexander Dake. I like it. Yeah. But, we were, we, but we were both wrong. Dave with the answer. Former Montreal Canadian drafted number one. Roman Hammerlick. At the form. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. I, yeah. We do have a pop quiz brought to you by Cunningham's Pub a little later on. So, Joey, I hope you're thinking. First off, Joey, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Welcome. Thank uh, you, guys. And maybe you lost your eyesight because you've just been staring at screens like everybody else. What have you been doing? Uh, nothing. 
a whole lot of no. Uh, I've been doing waiting some for the Zoom call. Yeah, you know, um, to be youpy. You know, like if Gritty's got work, why can't I dress up like a giant Muppet and act like a fool? Um, no, but that's what I've been doing is I've been acting like a fool on television once a week on Global, uh, writing those and filming uh, the Everyday Joes. And then some Zoom shows, you know, that uh, I've been fortunate enough that, you know, Trent Dewey has set up for me. And it's awkward. I mean, listen, I'm happy to be telling jokes and being creative in that sense, but it's not nearly the same as being on a stage in front of live people you know i miss that so much and i'm sure you guys you know miss going out i mean i miss going out just to see live entertainment whether it be a, a you know a musician or a comic or you know one of you boxing yeah well hey <laughs> i um I, I feel fortunate that we had that brief window in the summer where we will we were able to do that even though it was in smaller groups uh, Joey, you know that uh, I loved going to the uh, Comedy Nest and taking in uh, stand-up comedy live. I love going to shows. So I I'm with you, and I understand it must be tough. But at the same time, uh, content must come pretty easily for you right about now. You know, it's, it's weird because you don't want to write, like especially for the everyday jokes. I made a pact that I'm not going to write about COVID or the pandemic for the next little while. And I'm trying not to even use those words in those segments, because I just think that people are sick and tired. Like I am, I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. You know, you turn on the news and doesn't matter what station, you know, or what country you're watching, that's the top story of the day still. Um, so yeah, you just try to write about other crazy things. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I can say it. I mean, I like the marijuana. And uh, it inspires me. So I've been just jotting down a lot of ideas, working on a, on a screenplay idea that I finally have time to sit down and write. You know, other than that, just trying to keep in touch with friends, you know, through Zoom and other ways. And But yeah, definitely uh, aching for the days where, you know, it's not just 50 people, you know, where yeah. we can get a, at least, let's say, 120, 150 you know, I'm all looking for that. It's it, it's funny. It's funny, Joey. And I want to have, we're going to have our segment. It's uh, we're going to have a uh, classic sports conversation, something that we have uh, discussed in a bit, but just on, on the comedy front, I I've, I've seen you live so many times and sometimes I, I, I don't even know if you write anything because you, you show up and you're so good at just interacting with the crowd and being on zoom and not being able to interact with the crowd. I could already tell you were already poking fun at Gallo having no logo in his hat, his tattoo really right in our face right now on the post game finds podcast. Like you, you, you must get on a zoom and right now, all you want to do is make fun of Gallo and I. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, sometimes it's uh, honestly, I'll crack a joke if I'm waiting in line at the pharmacy, you know, just to see if I still have a little bit of funny for strangers you know what I mean? And like somebody of the cashier will laugh or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I still have a little <laughs> bit left, you know, like, um, but it, yeah, it's just bizarre. I mean, not talking to people <laughs> is the weirdest thing. I mean, again, on zoom calls or, or zoom shows, the best thing is, is especially for office parties, they're all at home. So they have no idea. And a lot of times they're unmuted. I ask them to unmute so you can hear the laughter, but Many a time, you know, the dog jumps into camera or the kid just yells something stupid or whatever. And if you pick up on that, there is some 
you know, leeway for me to, to, to interact with some crowd members, but it's not the same. It's not like where I have my, you know, my go-to, you have the three or four people and then you call back at the end if you can and you tie it up, but there's none of that, but at least the, uh, the creative juice is still uh, flowing. I think if I just sat here doing nothing all day, that would be troublesome. <laughs> uh so what about uh, what about the mustache what's up with uh, what's up with that like you said i look like i'm from 1992 you got you got a 1976 stash going on i'm sure campbell's uh pretty proud of uh what you got going on because he's well, a mustache man but i don't know if you see this having that on your face joey yeah i've always had the goatee it's just very gray now <laughs> you've oh, aged really? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Bad, bad yeah. camera lens. Yeah, yeah, no, like, but uh, look, if but you it's want to get really top, man. and just go straight yeah. mustache. Go for it, Joe. You can handle. Well, it. I, just... I think I I would do the handlebars. Yeah, uh, just think, to keep yeah. that little bit of intimidation going, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't know. It's just very, yeah, it's very, very white. Oh, but you know, it's good if you if you if you go with that and the handlebars, it might it might even make it a little bit more like Ali G too. Maybe we could promote the show that we had Ali G on, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to have a classic sports conversation with you, Joe. Uh, yeah. I know you love your sports. We're, we're actually in a hockey pool together. Uh, you, Getting you, shit kicked, you, yeah. Yeah, you used, you used to be Bruins514, but I know now you, I believe you changed your Twitter handle to Everyday Joe. He's uh, got Bobby Orr in the background. He's got Bobby Orr in the background, and, and you live in Montreal. I got to ask you, when it comes to the NHL, let's have this argument. What's the best sports rivalry? You don't have to go NHL. You could go in another direction. But what's the best sports rivalry out there today, in the past, wherever you want to go? Uh, Montreal, Quebec. If you want to go old school, that is the best rivalry that ever was. I mean, I was young. I, I remember... Uh, the Nordiques playing at the old forum uh, Christmas Eve, uh, sorry, New Year's Eve. I remember being at a couple of those games with my dad before they started doing the West Coast stuff and, uh, you know, doing all the craziness out there. But uh, those games, it did not matter if, it, you know, everybody says, oh, Habs and Leafs on a Saturday night. Who gives a shit? It, it could have been a Tuesday afternoon. And if it was Montreal... Quebec it was because the people in the stands too you know they would drive down from Quebec to Montreal and vice versa and there was a good chance that if there was a fight on the ice there was going to be a fight in the stands and don't forget back then you had uh standing room seats right people would pay just to stand and watch that's I'm, where... I'm old enough to remember I did standing room at the forum my, yeah my first, those are the my best first game with standing room um but you know that, I mean, those were the guys that were going to potentially get into a fight, you know, because they, they were having a, a few more pops than the seated people. So yeah, I think that money was, seat. right. <laughs> you know, I think that that could, that could have been the best uh, rivalry I've ever seen. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. are, are people talking about Florida, Tampa Bay yet? I'm sure the NHL would love if that developed into something. Uh, maybe a couple playoff series would do it, but you know, I'm, I'm looking now and, and, and across sports. And by the way, I think it's a big problem with the NBA now is that you have these super teams and you have players moving all the time. I don't know if we have rivalries in basketball. And I think it's an issue with their sport. Of course, you go back to all those years ago with the Lakers and the Celtics. There was something there in the past. And even uh, 
you know, a couple uh, Detroit rivalries when they were a really mean team in the early 90s of the NBA. But now there's nothing like that anymore. Bad boys. (laughs) Well, the the thing about the NBA, I'll just say this, is that it's no longer team versus team. The rivalries is individual players versus, you know, it's now LeBron versus Kawhi. Right yep. for who's yep. best in LA, and then you players are on, bigger than the teams, right? And and some of them are bigger than the game. I mean, in terms of marketing and stuff like that. I mean, let's be honest. LeBron's marketing value is way higher than the NBA, and the NBA's got like you know good value. They're not quite the NFL with a with a you know the TV deal that the uh, they have, but you know LeBron's making ninety five from basketball, but I bet you he's making. 200 million from other things and then giving away a hundred million. So it's hard not to like him. Yeah. I, I love LeBron James. I just wish they still had those team versus team rivalries like they once did, but I'll tell you like uh, baseball, then now forever, Red Sox, Yankees, nothing yeah. tops that. And no. I'll, I'll always tune in for those two right now in hockey. I would say it's Calgary Edmonton. Because you have a couple of rats on both teams. So when those two teams play against each other, stuff tends to go down. So yeah, I, I I'd say that's the hockey one right now. And uh, football, you know, we always could go classic. Um, and you guys have teams that have a lot of robberies, right? So Camel with the Packers, uh, they got the Bears and the Vikings. And Joey, yourself with the Steelers, you got the Ravens and the Browns. And now that the Browns are prominent, it makes it even more fun than it was for all those years where the Steelers would beat up on them but those are the football ones I go to right away because you guys both cheer for pretty historic teams well you you're an Eagles fan and you could just say anybody in the east if you want it's Eagles New York it's Eagles Washington it's Eagles Dallas and and you know that's a rivalry and that's what yeah, but I everyone like hates Dallas yes right? yeah, everybody, everybody does hate Dallas, Dallas so but, but here's the thing Mitch, I'm going to I'm going to just pull you back because you were like oh the Packers have the Bears and the Vikings it's the Bears and then it's the Vikings, okay? Like, let, let me just be very clear as a Packers fan. I tune in to many Bears games just to watch them lose. I don't tune in to Vikings games when they're playing the L.A. Rams. But I will for the Bears and cheer hard for the opposition. I don't even care where they are in the standings. To me, that's part of the rivalry, just cheering for the other team to lose. And I know for Montreal Canadiens fans to bring it back to hockey, that's a lot what happens with the Bruins. They'll watch a lot of Bruins hockey just to watch them lose or Leafs just to watch them suffer. We saw what happened to the Leafs and the Senators the other day. How many non-Toronto sports fans smiled because they lost to the worst team in the league? Also so- because there's a cockiness to the Leafs that you know surrounds them. And it starts with the broadcasters that constantly you know put out their games and stuff like that. And uh, that's why it was sweet to watch. Well, we'll I mean, back I, up, back up, broadcasters. You, no, I mean, the, the, the Toronto it. broadcasters are, are just ridiculous when it comes to thinking that, you know, Austin Matthews is the best player in the NHL without argument. I'm not saying he's not, but you got to argue that he's not ahead of Connor McDavid, who I think is the best player right now in the NHL. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I would say, what you're talking about with the Leafs, it's the exact same reason why if you don't cheer for the Cowboys, you hate the Cowboys. It's yes. the same thing. They're, 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 they're forced on you. They're stuffed down your throat, and it, it tends to be annoying. I completely get where you're, where you're coming from, especially at the national <laughs> level, so, so I get it. 
Uh, and guys, you know, and, and as Joey mentions, Toronto, uh, Toronto, Montreal, I think if, the, if those two play in the playoffs, which is very likely at this point, because I would say uh, they're both going to make the playoffs and there's only four teams in the playoffs uh, in the Canadian division, right? So there's a good chance they play. And if they do, given that they play five of the final eight, is that the number? The, the final three is the same. You can get a if it's a first round matchup, you can get ten straight games. Yeah. Toronto and Montreal. Yeah, they're gonna hate each other. Well, I think they already do this year. I think um, any team that plays, you know, this baseball style kind of mini playoff series every time you go up mm-hmm. against a team, you know, you brought up Calgary and Edmonton. I mean, there was already the Battle of Alberta, but you throw in some dirty hits this season, some, uh, you know, some, like you said, you know, the, the shit disturbers are shit disturbing and it gets under your skin. Um, and eventually it's just going to explode. I don't care how zen your goalie is, you're going to have a guy just punch the guy in front of the net and just be like, yeah, this is enough. Um, but I'm old enough to remember when, you know, it was just, seeds there were no division it was just play and then so Montreal Toronto in the playoffs has always been fantastic I kind of hope that you know maybe this is romanticizing the old days but when all the divisions play their first two rounds you know and everybody or every you know the first round sorry and two teams are eliminated they decide to play in a bubble and what they do is they re-rank everybody accordingly and so you could essentially, let's say Montreal and Toronto both win the, their, the North Division. The way the rankings come out and the brackets come out, they can actually play each other in the finals. I think that's what I'd like to see. So you, you're, you're not a fan of the format. I'm getting bored of it quick. I mean, thank God I'm in the hockey pool and I have enough, uh, I have the NHL package and I watch, you know, and I flip all the games where my players are going on. Hey, uh, how are you doing in the hockey pool? I'm awful this year, man. Between okay. snowstorms and uh, COVID-related delays, I think uh, the other night I, I had nine people scheduled to play and only two played. <laughs> yeah, um, was, uh, I was loving it. I'm taking on Joey this week. Yeah. Um, so it's great for me. Here's the thing. I don't know whose brilliant idea it was to have a head-to-head pool during a COVID season. We should have just did point totals. Would have made way more sense. I like because the head-to-head because I'm playing a guy I've never met before. Normally, normally it's who's, fine. Who's, who's normally head-to-head's fine. But this season, it makes no sense. Joey had nine players missing last night. Yeah. The roster's so, 11. Whatever. Deal with it. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, I mean... Until I saw the pictures, and I don't want to belittle this, but like when I heard like, oh, really? Uh, uh, a winter sport is canceling, you know, some games because yes. of winter weather. Sons of bitches, what do you? <laughs> and then, you know, you see the pictures of Texas, and you're like, holy shit! Like, I mean, yeah. I've been, I've been in Oklahoma. Uh, I'm not bragging, but uh, I was down <laughs> there to do shows, and they got an inch of snow. And the club owner was like freaking out that nobody was going to show up. How were we going to get to the club? Yeah. And I was like, I'll get us there. No, no. But, but driving is tough because my dad lives in Carolina. They don't get snow, but every now and then they do. And he's talking about a centimeter or two. And it's a gong show The winter tires do not exist there. Yeah. And if you've ever, even in Montreal, tried to drive in summer tires on top of 
this much snow, it's almost impossible. Yeah. There's, there's a reason why you, you require all seasons aren't even, you can't even have all seasons. You have that winter tires to, to start moving out there. And there was a great shot. I don't know if you saw on social media, the border between Texas and Arkansas. Yeah. And one state had a snowplow and one state didn't. And there's guys driving down the road and they, they didn't even bother. They only, they only plowed half the street. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I've, I've seen that photo of the ceiling fan with icicles on it uh, way too often now. Like, relax. Like, one guy had icicles on his ceiling fan and everyone's losing their mind. Yeah. I'll tell you this. If you don't follow Dan Rather, who is 89 years old. He's on Twitter, just as Dan Rather. Um, he's 89 years old. I mean, I grew up with him pretty much as like the voice of reason in, in broadcasting, right? And um, he makes so much, and he's living in Texas right now, and he's documenting this, and it's a really uh, honest portrayal of what is going on. And he's not posting pictures or anything. He's a he just, wordsmith. Okay. You know what I mean? And it's him and his wife sitting in their house. They're out of power. There's no heat. And he's just giving you the play-by-play. -play. It just kind of yeah. feels like it's uh, the, what is that? What is that movie? Two thousand twelve? Oh no, the day after tomorrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> How did that work out for some of the idiots? <laughs> <laughs> I love Dan Rather, by the way. Yeah, I, I love the day after tomorrow. Same. I do too. I do too. I mean, I think everybody that when you should. Died? Um, I die in pretty much everything I've been in except for commercials. And even then it's like, I could have, like one commercial I did was uh, Mike Patterson and I, we did the Hydro-Quebec commercial where we were warning people. This, is, this goes back about five or six years now. And um, it was all about, you know, don't, you know, don't uh, touch wires with your ladder and stuff. Yeah, don't put your finger in the socket. Right. Ours was just like, be careful of the overhead wires. This was just about like uh, the fall and people were about to do some, uh, you know, cleaning of the leaves and all that. So, and I, I just remember we, the, the filming of that got uh, delayed by like three weeks because we actually were filming outdoors. And um, so we're filming one day and we break for lunch and the representative from <laughs> Hydro-Quebec is talking to Mike and I and saying, it's a good thing we're getting this done because, you know, in like the three weeks that we didn't put this on the air, there have been 12 people that died from electrocution. And I kid you not, and Mike will, and God love Mike, he tells the story way better than I do, but he literally was kicking me under the table, like to shut up and not make fun of this because I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already thinking, I'm like, yeah, that's probably something I would do. Uh, hey, just to get back to the uh, rivalry conversation, you mentioned Quebec City. Yeah. And, and, and I love that because Knuckles, who I work with, and Sergio Momesso, when you ask them, it's the first thing they say. They're like, that rivalry. And I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I, I, I want Quebec to come back. But I want Quebec to come back. And, and Mitch knows that I say this all the time. I want the Ottawa Senators out of Ottawa. They're not going to bring, you know, Arizona over. Just move Ottawa to Quebec City. We already hate here in Montreal. Ottawa is a city. Now yeah, you bring I the think... team that we make fun of all the time and bring them to Quebec City. I think it's a perfect rivalry. Well, I think Ottawa's hated right now more because of, you know, the owner and what he's kind of, you know, I watch what that guy's doing to the city of Ottawa um because i a i have a lot of friends in ottawa i have a lot of uh people that uh, i guess they call themselves fans and i'm appreciative of that every time i go to uh, ottawa they come out to the shows you know 
Um, and I watch a lot of Ottawa games. They're not a bad team. You know, they play hard right now. They're young. They're inexperienced. But th what that owner is doing to the city of Ottawa and their fans is very similar to what Expo fans were put through by the bullshit ownership in the last four years of their existence here in Montreal. And I just hope for their sake, it ends better. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and you look at the, the last, like, okay, so they're selling this rebuild and, and having uh, this influx of, of young, talented players. And Joey, you're right. It reminds me of the Expos because we are the farm system for the rest. Of, like, if I'm an Ottawa fan, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, but we had, like, we had Carlson and we had Mark Stone and we had Mike Hoffman and we had Mika Zibanejad, but now you've replaced them with Shabbat. That's who you look Dutzla. like. Mika Zibanejad. That's who you look like right now. <laughs> no. Uh, Kevin will go with Matt Zuccarello. But, Matt yeah. Zuccarello, baby. All right. I like yeah. Matt Zuccarello, too, though. It's good yeah. luck either way. But, no, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, but like the Zuccarellos. They've done it. And then they traded all those guys. So if I'm a Senators fan, I'm like, how do I know? That when these guys finish their entry-level deals and start asking for more money, that you're not going to do the same that you did with the last generation of really – like, that team has drafted really well. They yeah, really they have. have. I mean, and, and the last time I was in Ottawa, they were so excited about uh, Stutzen, you know? <laughs> um, listen, I'm, I am in for anybody that has umlauts in their name on their jersey. But seriously, you're right, Mitch. They've drafted very well. If they could just keep their coach and their GM, you know, roller coaster from going crazy. And I'll say this, it would have been very interesting this year to see when if fans were allowed to come in, what the situation would have been. Would they have been like, yeah, we have a great yeah. young team or, oh shit, we're one and nine. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been really interesting to see what happened. Uh, with the Senators because a lot of people are saying this is the perfect year for the Senators rebuild for not having fans in the stands. It's the Post Game Pints podcast. Sean hey, Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. Eugene Melnick has asked uh, if they could have 20% capacity at some point at the Canadian Tire Center. And I was seriously questioning if they'd be able to sell out those tickets. Yeah, well, I think if that is, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but isn't he in the pharmaceutical industry? So listen to this. I bet you <laughs> he's working on some secret little uh, vaccine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but aren't they going to use part of the uh, the arenas as vaccination centers, even in uh, Canada? Uh, I, I know a lot of the NFL uh, stadiums are being used for that yeah, right yeah. now uh, since they're vacated. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if at some point they look at that as well. Sure. And I know yeah, the I know. Olympic Stadium announced it today that they're going to use that. Well, that's good. I, I think the best way to do it just is you give it to the companies, like big companies, and let them vaccinate their own people almost. Like, do it as you go to work. You go to work, and then you get vaccinated along the way. I know there's smaller. Boy, it might be it too complicated. Boy, I'll tell you, there's an easy Bell Media joke in here somewhere. <laughs> Don't touch it. All right. Leave that hanging fruit alone. Yeah. Speaking of great companies, uh, I want to tell you about wolfpacks.ca wolfpacks.ca mitch i know that uh, vader's excited uh you get a box there's a little bit of a surprise you just sign up you you get everything it's a, it's a surprise almost every single month your first box is 20 percent off if you uh, sign up today wolfpacks that's p-a-c-k-s dot c-a proud uh partners here 
on the Post Game Pines podcast. Mitch, I know you're all excited about it. Yeah, Vader's uh, Vader's always pumped. He'll he'll get his head like dug right into the box and start pulling everything out because you get toys, uh, you get uh, true toys, uh, cookies and treats as well. So check out Wolfpack. Uh, .ca. It's a Canadian company as well, so support local, yeah. and thank you to wolfpack.ca. So that's wolfpacks.ca. Yeah, so all you uh, puppy owners out there in the post-game pints world, check it out. Uh, I like Joey- the fact that you moved on purpose to see us, uh, so you let us all see the dogs playing poker behind you. Wolf- as you did wolfpacks.ca. Yeah. Hey, Campbell. Every podcast. I never showed you this, and I never noticed yours. And by the way, can I say wolf? I mean, I meant Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Wolfpack.ca. Uh, yeah, it's all good. But what do you got there? How about this one? Yeah, I like it. So you have them playing poker. I got them playing pool. All right. I have comedians go. drinking. Yeah, I like it. Speaking of comedians drinking, Joey, at the end of every uh, Post Game Pines podcast, our guest has to go through a pop quiz. All Are right. you ready? Yeah. I know you love your sports. Oh, I know God. that you used to be called Bruins514. You're yeah. now, what, what's your Twitter handle again? Everyday Joe MTL. I like it. No more underscores. I hate underscores, by the way. Yeah, I changed it for various reasons, but obviously the, uh, the segment on Global, selfless uh, promotion again, is called nice. Everyday Joe, right? And it's uh, every Sunday during the uh, 6 o'clock uh, news. I love it. And uh, I'm glad that at least we get to see you somewhere, you know. Because I'd love to see you at a at a some sort of comedy nest or restaurant just with a sporting event, sporting yeah. event, anything. I know it's a, and, and I know and I, and I know you're just dying to make fun of people. So, well, I still do. They're, but my neighbors are pretty nice. <laughs> All right, so we got about five minutes here. I got All a right. pop quiz. If you want to go for some help with Mitch Gallo, you can do that. But right, you're my you are Jimmy a, Kimmel. Yeah, because you are a Bruins fan, I have a pop quiz. Oh shit! Ten players, yeah. Joey. Ten players in a Bruins uniform have scored a hundred points in the season. Can you name all ten players? There's Joey Juno, who did it. Oh in his wow! Rookie. I thought that was the one you were going to get, Joey Juno. You Joey, got Joey Juno did Juno. that in his rookie year. Wow! That was the one. I was like, "There's no way he's getting Joey Juno." Boom! Right off the top. Right. Um, Bergeron got a hundred. No, see, you're already with the wrong answer. Come on, Joe. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Um, so Joey Juno played with Cam Neely. Cam Neely never got 100 with the Bruins. Really? That's, that's terrible. A, that's two wrong answers. When yeah, but I'm trying to remember now. And Joey, again, there's some obvious ones. Just get rid of the obvious ones. What? I can see what 100 points? Yeah, 100 points in the season. There's uh, 10 players that did it. Esposito. I can see one of the answers right now. I can see yeah, it. there's Bobby. Yeah, okay, so There's, Bobby Orton, uh, he did it six you got, times. You got one more, too. I think you missed it, Campbell. Who? He said Esposito. Oh, yeah, Espo. He did it six yeah. times, too. Um, Ten player. I just, I'm focusing in on who played with Joey Juno, and I can't remember right now. <laughs> and it's driving me friggin' nuts. Yeah. Um, I'm so tempted to say Sergei Samsonov also, but he never got 100 points. No, like, um, like I'm, I'm just curious, when did you become a Bruins fan? Because these are awful answers. When did I become a Bruins fan? When they fired uh, Randy Cunningworth. Okay. <laughs> when they literally <laughs> publicly went, when they went public and said, we care about yeah. uh, 
politics and language more about winning, I went, well, I'm not going to say what I said, but I said it. And then um, my favorite player at the time, really, and growing up was Cam Neely. I just love the fact that this guy can score 50, 50 goals, you know, and 200 penalty minutes. I mean, Shanahan did that also, uh, 50 goals and uh, 200. So back to the Bruins thing. I'm, you have three, you have three, and we got three minutes to do this. Let's go. Uh, do you remember who played on the line with Juno, Mitch? Who played on the line with Juno? Yeah. Um, I could give you the same era. I have a pretty good guess, but I think uh, Juno played center, right? Hmm. Or was he a winger? I don't know what they used him as on his rookie year. Okay, because if he was a winger, I'm going to guess uh, maybe Adam Oates helped him get 100 points. Adam Oates had 142-point season with the Bruins. He did it twice. Good. Adam oh, yeah, Oates for, is a very good answer. I forget that Adam Oates was all on, on the Bruins because uh, everybody just uh, remembers same him with uh, the St. Louis. Uh, with yeah, the yeah. St. Louis. What am I, 105? The St. Yeah. Louis. Yeah. Uh, look at us doing the Zoom on the television. All right, well, Ali G, you got, you got, you need six more. You got four. Six more. All right, I'm going to go back a little bit more. Uh, Milt Schmidt. Nope. Um, oh, wait a minute. Not Mill uh, Schmidt. Not Mill Schmidt? No. Joey, who centered, who centered Samson off? Uh, you know, can I just go off topic? Everybody takes a poop on Galchenyuk. Take a look at Samson off, man. That's an even sadder story. He got fat. Yeah, he got fat. No, but uh, where does your skill go? That's my question. At least Galchenyuk is still wanted. You know, anyway, sorry, there was a big mirror right. behind you that I saw the light for a second. I thought I'd <laughs> All um, right, so you got Esposito, Oates, Rick Orange. Middleton. Middleton did it twice. Very good. You're halfway there. Uh, Peter McNabb. No, I need some more old-timey names and two two guys that are still playing. Two guys that are still playing. So, two guys still playing and three old-timey guys. Uh, Marshawn. Yes, he got 100 points. And Brad Pasternak. Marshawn. No, not Pasternak. Uh, all right, hold on. I'm going to go old time. Joey, again. who played with Samsonov? You ignored me before. I try to ignore you all the time. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Worst trade in Bruins history. No, the 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 Bobby Orr for nothing was the worst. That, that's worst the trade in, in Bruins. All history. right, I know we have like a minute. So, what are the answers? I'll buy you guys a beer. Mitch, go. Uh, While well, you're missing Thornton, Joe Thornton had a 101 point season with the Bruins. Shit, and I need. Three old-timey players. One guy was uh, traded for Cam Neely. Uh, Ray Bork? No. Ray Bork never had 100 points? Someone who was traded for Cam Neely. Oh, uh, Marcus Naslin? No. Marcus Naslin uh, was traded for... Um, uh, All right. I'm going to give you first names. You ready? Johnny... Johnny Busick. That's one. The guy that traded, Barry. Trot. Peterson. Barry Peterson. Oh, yeah. I, I don't play. even know who that is. So. And Ken. Exactly. Sorry? Hodges. Ken Hodges. Ken. Well, how's that for your entertainment value? They've done their job very, very well. Awesome. No, no, no.